0: than you <laughs> there is none greater than Almighty God. there is none greater than the Lord Jesus Christ. there is no one greater than Holy Spirit. Hallelujah hallelujah Woo! We bless you Lord we bless you, we bless you we bless you, we praise you, we honor you. Hallelujah thank you God <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> Amen amen and amen that was awesome might get you back up after if that's okay. <laughs> Grab you later. That's cool. Wow. God is so good. I tell you what, we're in such exciting days. And uh, don't be moved by what you see at the moment. And don't be moved. You know, we don't, we're not moved by who's here and who's not. Because when God shows up, the right people are going to be here. Amen. I tell you that right now. Good God is looking for those that are hungry for him, who love his son, and are hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. And I certainly am. Are you? Yeah. So, Father, we thank you for that. Salvation in no other name. That's the message today. And we've been preaching over the last several weeks, quite a few weeks now, uh, from the book of Acts. And, uh, you know, the book of Acts is, a, is a, it's actually the proper title is the Act It is the Acts of the Apostles. It's not just Book of Acts. It's the Acts of the Apostles and what happened in the early church, starting with the outpouring and uh, the supernatural transformation of the disciples who at that time were hiding out and then next minute they're out on the streets (coughs) preaching and the power of God is so mighty upon them that all the whole city comes rushing to hear what's this all about? And you know, that's what, (coughs) we're coming into days like that. We really are. We actually, we really, really are. So I want to start with this with the scripture in, in Acts 4. And we've already heard about the miracle of the man who was crippled from birth. He wasn't a man when he was born, <laughs> but he was crippled from birth. And he was around 40 years of age. And remember, Peter and John, were, he was asking for money. And he said, Well, I don't have any money, but what I do have, he says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk and he immediately, his angles were made strong, he leapt up and he was um, went into the temple. And it was such a miracle, and uh, it was such a great miracle that the Pharisees and all the hierarchy of the day didn't like it one little bit. They wanted the attention on them. And uh, anyway, the result was they arrested Peter and John, and they were brought before, before the rulers and the elders and so forth, And he got up there and he finished saying this man was healed. It's through the name of Jesus that made this man well. And then he said, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name on this whole earth that is greater than the name of Jesus Christ. There is no other name, there's no other religion, there's no, nothing else that can save a person but the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, people think they can be saved sometimes by their own good works. You know, I, I used to think that myself. So I know how you can do that. I was brought up in a denominational church, but I never got saved. It's not that I didn't want to get saved. I didn't really know. I thought, being to church, you were saved. And I really thought I was. But I never heard this sort of teaching, never heard this, and anyway, <clears throat> I used to think, well, you know, good people must go to, ch- go to heaven. But you see, it's not a, a case of being a good person. We can never be good enough. It says, you know, well, I'm just getting a bit ahead of myself there, but anyway. <laughs> okay, so it says in Philippians 2, 9 and 10, it says, God, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth. And so there's no other name but Jesus that mankind can call on to change the human heart. Nothing else can change the human heart. There's other, no other name that can make them a new creation filled with the presence of God and the, uh, the um, character and the nature of God. There's no other name that can fill a soul and a spirit and give it eternal life. No other name. And there's plenty of other religions that think they have the way to the light. But sadly, it's not God's light. There's only one way to the true light, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is no other name name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So people can argue about it. Uh, but, and if it was just being good was enough, then Jesus died in vain. Because then why did he die? If you were good, you know, we could be good people. But being saved is not good enough. Being saved is not about being good at all. We don't work at being saved. We don't work at being good to be saved. We'll never be saved if we were like that. Salvation is about someone. It's about Jesus Christ, the son of the living God who came from heaven, took on flesh, lived a sinless life, went, hung on that cross as a sacrifice for all the world, for all the sin from past, very from the beginning of time to the end of time. And, uh, and separate, sin separates us from a holy God and God won't allow sin in heaven. And so we need to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ where our sins are washed away wiped out through the blood of Jesus. So it's not our own righteousness that can get us to heaven, but his righteousness, because it says our righteousness is as filthy rags. That's gross, isn't it? Filthy rags. You know, I, I used to think I was quite good. <laughs> you know, and if somebody said, oh, your righteousness is as filthy rags, i will say, ooh, who do you think you are? But that's the truth. <laughs> our righteousness without Jesus Christ in God's eyes looks as filthy rags. But with Jesus Christ, we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's really awesome. It says in Romans 3.10, I wanted to just mention this, There is none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, praise God for 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? <clears throat> we have been made the righteousness of God. We can't get any more righteous. Did you know that? You know, you cannot be any more righteous than you are right now. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. You cannot get any more righteous. You might become more pleasant, <laughs> but, in God, <laughs> but in God's eyes, you can't get any more righteous because He sees you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that powerful? God's word is so powerful. So we are, it says <clears throat> um, we've been made new creations. All things have passed away. All things were made new. All what things? Our spirit was made new. The life and the light of almighty God came into our spirit and made us alive with him. And he imparted his nature for our sin nature. I like that. Eternal life is in your hearts, in all of our hearts. And 2 Peter 1, four says, we have been made partakers of God's divine nature. That's why we should be really good people. If we've been made partakers of God's divine nature, we should be really good, shouldn't we? Yeah? Yeah? Some people aren't too sure about it. That's what we should be. That's what we should be like. You know, the more we press into God, the more we become like him. We become more like Jesus, the more we press into him. If you don't ever spend time in the word, well then, you know, you won't be more and more like him because the word washes our soul. You know, because we have stinking thinking sometimes. Yeah, stinking thinking. (laughs) But, you know, the, the word, it says it washes us. It washes all that garbage away. That's why it's good to come to church because you sit under the word because I don't know how many times you open the Bible in the week. (laughs) This might be the first time. In fact, I don't see many Bibles open. (laughs) Phew, I can see. Well done, Becky. She's got her Bible there. Oh, Gordon's bound to. Oh, no, it's not, but he's taking notes. Okay, excused. Oh, there we go. They're all raising up their Bibles now. That's that's so uh, cool. Hallelujah. Okay. So there is more for the church beyond salvation. We're not just here to be saved so we can go to heaven. We are here to do a work for God on this earth. We have a work, we have work to do for Him. And we not only carry the life of God and the anointing of God and the presence of God but we carry the power of the Holy Spirit. So we can be like Jesus, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That's what we're like. This, you should be saying that. You know, Father, I thank you that, just like Jesus, I'm anointed of the Holy Spirit and I go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God is with me. I tell you what, if you do that every day, you'll become powerful, because you're your your mind will latch on to it and then you'll start to really believe it. So you need to start saying that. I need to start saying that more. Thank you, Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm anointed of God and I go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. All. All. Okay? Alrighty. So... So throughout the Bible, God has spoken many prophetic words concerning these days, and since, actually, since Adam sinned in the garden, uh, in Genesis three, God said, "Remember, they of course Adam fell, Adam and Eve fell, and um, they were changed. Everything changed from that moment." But God spoke a word. He, he prophesied. He said, "He says that he said that from the womb of the woman, woman will come someone who would bruise his head." And he was talking about Satan. He was referring to his son Jesus Christ who would take authority back from Satan. He would bruise his head. He would take the authority away from him that Adam and Eve had in the garden. They had dominion in all the earth. Satan came in. He stole it from them. He took it from them. But Jesus Christ was the one prophesied way back then. And it took 4,000 years before that ever came to pass. 4,000 years later, Jesus came to this earth, as had been prophesied. So we do carry a, uh, an authority in the spirit realm. You, should, you need to know that you have an authority in the spirit realm through Jesus Christ to ca- overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. So we carry Holy Spirit power and anointing to do the works of Jesus Christ. Now, in the book of Acts, the apostles, in the apostles we see... Through the apostles, actually, we see the early church in action. We see what God attended for his church. They were powerful days, powerful. Ordinary people changed to become bold and strong and fearless, filled with tremendous faith, uh, working miracles and healings and casting out devils. When did you last cast out a devil? No, they're still around. There are still devils around. And they were preaching the words of salvation, even if it meant they were going to be arrested and killed. Now, I wonder how many churches would be open here in New Zealand knowing if we preach the truth, we're preaching the gospel, or if we dare to to stand outside and declare it, that we would be arrested and and killed. I mean, that takes boldness, doesn't it? It really does take boldness. So they were very, very powerful days. But God has left the best to last. Isn't that exciting? So you are his best. You are his chosen ones to be born in these days for a purpose. It wasn't by accident. He just didn't think, oh, 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 I forgot to send you Matt in, in, in um, 2000, no, 1918 or, or whatever. He never, he... God didn't make a mistake. He sent you for this century. All of you. It wasn't that he forgot to send you in another century. <laughs> that, oh, who can I send in this century? Oh, yeah, these ones can. No, he had it all planned out. It was planned out before, before time ever existed. We're already in God's heart. And he knew he had written things about us. He's written books. There are books in heaven written about us. Things that he, he plans for us to do. All these amazing things. So God has left the best to last. We're in the last days, but not the last of the last days. I'll say that. We could say we're a part of the last days church, (coughs) which will be glorious. And the miracles and the healings that mark the early church are about to be eclipsed by even greater miracles and greater things to happen. Jesus said, remember what Jesus spoke when before he went to heaven, he said, the works that I do will you also do and greater works are you going to do. Colossians 1.27 talks about, he says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He's our hope of glory. Christ is in us because he is glorious. And this is the glory that is yet to be revealed in us, the body of Christ. The body of Christ is going to be it's going to be revealed the glory that is in us is going to come out from us and people are going to see it they're actually going to see it so uh, the picture that is about to be painted will far outshine the early church Peter preached a powerful message in, in um, Acts three ninety. in fact there, some powerful messages were preached by the apostles in those times you should look through them and read them but anyway, in 319, he, and we've heard this before, but repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before whom heaven must receive. Now that word really means retained. Heaven, uh, Jesus Christ has been held back until the times of restoration of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. So he's he's waiting for this time. There's a holding back of Jesus Christ. He's waiting for the sons and daughters of the most high God to be revealed powerfully in the earth. He's not coming for his church until all things spoken about happen. You know, people say, oh, Jesus rapture's coming any time. Well, I look at the church and I say, no, he ain't. No, he isn't, not yet. No, he's coming for a glorious church. Glorious. That means glorious. (laughs) That's a powerful church. He's coming, Jesus is not coming back for a weak, sniveling, backbiting church. He's coming for a glorious church filled with his love and his power and his glory. That's the sort of church that he's coming back for. So we're not going to be raptured until we get into that place. So so that's just how it is. People say, oh, he's coming any minute. No, he's not. He's got things to do. But I tell you what, we're so close to it. We're so on the edge of what God is going to do. You know, one day the church is going to be so full of the glory and the presence of God that one day we will be raptured out of here because God will be just so enraptured with our love and Christ will be so enraptured with our love and how we're loving one another and how we're doing what he says and how the glory of God is so great and God's going to tap his son on the shoulder and say, go get them. Bring my children home. So it's going to happen. Hallelujah. But as I say, certain things have to happen before that. Isaiah 60. Verse 1 to 5, it talks about the glory of the, the Lord covering all the earth. And well, that hasn't happened yet. We're going to see that. And in Romans 8, 19 to, 19 to 21, it talks about for the earnest expectation of the creation. So creation is eagerly, it waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Sons is a generic term, so sons and daughters. We don't have to say sons and daughters, it means both. So it all of creation, it's waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility. In other words, when, the, when sin came in, trees started to die, you know, things decayed. It was never meant to be. They were filled with light and life. And so creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of the sin of Adam. <clears throat> but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Isn't that amazing? So there's going to come a time when we are so filled with the frequencies of God. You know, there's such power, in, you know, if you study about frequencies and things, they're real, how they can, what they can do. And there is such a frequency that comes from a believer who's filled with the light in the life of God. And it's going to be so strong around the earth that it's even going to affect creation. It will affect trees. <laughs> it actually will. You know, people say, oh, you're stupid, you talk to plants. <clears throat> I used to think that was stupid. And then I thought, actually, if there's life, if there's life in what I say... If I speak to a plant, it will respond, because God created it. it respo- they respond to the frequencies of heaven, to the frequencies of God. So if you talk to your plants, I don't think you're stupid. <laughs> so try it. <laughs> Have two, two, some plants here and plants there. Curse one that lot and bless that lot and see what happens. <laughs> could be a little experiment you could try. <laughs> Okay, Oh, so we're in for an amazing, amazing time. I know that you're going to find, because there's so much glory, the lost will run in. They're just going to run into the house of God. They'll run to you because they see the light of God on you. Absolutely. It says judgment begins in the house of God. So it's our responsibility to make sure our hearts are Right? Our hearts are right with us between God and between man, you know, one another. Are our hearts right with people? Because that's really important. We've got to make sure that our, that our hearts are right. So it's our responsibility for our own life, our actions, our thought life, our words, so that God can trust us with what is coming. Because we're going to be a glorious church. Signs and wonders will increase. God's presence will increase. So God is calling us to step up into something new. A new and glorious day is dawning. It's dawning. (laughs) We need to check our hearts. You know, they always say it's darkest before the dawn. And really, there's so much darkness, it's coming to the up, into the light. But I tell you what, great days ahead of us. So we need to check our hearts and be willing to repent and go in the direction that God wants us to go. Yes. In Acts 5:29, it talks about the apostles again, were brought before the high priest. John, and I think it was John and Peter again, because they just couldn't help themselves. They just couldn't help healing people and working miracles. And so there they were again before them, before the high priest. And they were told, don't you preach in that name of Jesus ever again. And uh, their, uh, their answer was, we ought to obey God rather than men. Isn't that amazing? We ought to obey God rather than men. Isn't that true? Sometimes we just need to obey God rather than people. Obey God. How often have we been intimidated by people about we didn't want to speak, we didn't want to share the Lord, or we, you know, we didn't want to speak the truth. Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. No, at all. And we have governments trying to shut down the truth of the word of God. We know the name of Jesus has been biffed from our parliamentary prayer. Shutting down. Next, hate speech, it's directed at the the body of Christ. You watch. That's what it will be. Because you would dare to call a spade a spade. (laughs) You will call things as God calls them. And they don't like that because we, we want to set people free. They want to keep them in bondage. We want to see people set free and healed and delivered and come into a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and they'll know real freedom. So the question is, would we be as bold as the apostles if we, even at the risk of punishment, would we? It's a hard one. Yeah? I've got one, yes. <laughs> it's very bold. Yeah, <laughs> so the apostles did because great boldness came upon them and I reckon the spirit of boldness is going to come upon us and might, might, maybe we're a wee bit timid now but I tell you when this starts to happen we'll be so bold there'll be no shutting us up no shutting us up at all you know when the disciples were beaten and they were set free and they were commanded don't speak in that name what did they do? Their response is in Acts 5.42, this is great. It says, they left their rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily, they were in the temple in every house and they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. That doesn't sound like timid people to me, you know. You'd be quiet, you will get arrested, you will get better, you could get killed, you know. No, so what do they do? Go out and start preaching like, you know, just let loose. So we've got to be willing to stand up for the truth, even if we are attacked or vilified. So we are at this point of a great suddenly, just as in the, book, the beginning of the book of Acts, you know, when they're all sitting in that upper room, had no idea what was going to happen. Jesus has just said, wait there till the Holy Spirit comes. Well, they didn't know. They didn't know what the Holy Spirit was like or what he would do at all. And um, they had no conception. They were just waiting there, Waiting, waiting, and when that, when Holy Spirit came, they were transformed immediately. That was a suddenly. Well, I'm going to say right now we're sitting in the upper room. We're sitting, so we're not, you know, we're sitting in the upper room. That's how close we are. We're sitting in that upper room. Everything that has been prophesied to happen for this particular time has happened. Now we're waiting for the moment. In time, this suddenly. You know, with this outpouring that's going to come on us. Uh, it's going to be so powerful. You know, it says in the, the book of Acts, it says, um, how did it read? This is, a, it said uh, about how, um, sorry, I haven't got my Bible here, it's down there. <laughs> anyway, it said something. But I'm going to tell you what it should read, so I've got that written down, okay? It says, Oh, they got them and said, this is that which was spoken. But literally, that this is the beginning of that which was spoken. That was the beginning of that which was spoken. Isn't that exciting? This is the beginning of that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God. So in the last days, remember, but not the last of the last. We're in the last days of what God is going to do. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Isn't that awesome? It came on the upper room. It fell on that flesh. This is going to be on all flesh. Everyone's going to feel this. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, no, where is the thing? Where's the mic? I don't know. There it is. (gasps) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a mic in my hand, I would have known, you see. It's just because I forgot it was hanging on my ear. (laughs) Okay. So what is coming will affect All flesh. And it's going to be such an outpouring, it's going to have such an impact on everybody. And God is going to show, it goes on to say, uh, wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vaporous smoke. Now, the blood, it's not blood, people's blood pouring everywhere, but it's this fire, the blood and fire and vaporous smoke. A great awakening, and multitudes are going to come being swept into the kingdom of God. So, we are so blessed to be alive in this time. Don't quit now. I ah, say, Lord, I want to be here to see this. I'm going to be here to see this. So, you know, many prophets in the past, they looked into the future. They could see what was going to happen and they wished they could be here. But we were chosen to be here. We are blessed to be living in a time like this. Blessed to be. You know, every believer in the past has played their part for this time. And like just as I said, as the disciples didn't have a clue what to expect, neither do we, because what, this is, what is about to happen has never happened before on this earth. How exciting. So we don't want to be walking around in the council of the ungodly. We don't want to be sitting in the seat of the scornful. We don't want to be standing in the path of sinners. Or sit, oh, no, we did that. <laughs> and our delight is in the word of God. It must be in the word of God. We need to be planted by the rivers of living water. Absolutely. And uh, we need to receive the full counsel. We need to be in a place, planted in a place, where you get the full counsel of God's word, where you can grow and where you can mature into strong and powerful believers of Jesus Christ. These are the ones that are going to carry the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and God's glory will be manifest in them and through them. So Satan and his demons, they're not going to just sit by and just you know, let this happen without a, a fuss. They're not going to sit still and waiting for that day. He is constantly stirring trouble. Satan's always stirring trouble. Trying to delay what God is going to do. But it's too late. It's too late. It's absolutely too late. You know, in the early church they constantly battered against the enemy, didn't they? They were battling against him. Because Satan comes for three things, kill, steal, destroy. But Jesus came that we could have life and life in abundance. Amen. So don't cave in to darkness. Don't listen to the enemy's lies, whatever he's telling you right now. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't give in to sin. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to hopelessness and despair. None of that stuff. This is exactly what Satan wants you to do. So don't lose your faith in God and in his word because this is going to happen. So Satan wants to talk you down before it's too late because he doesn't want you to rise up. He wants to keep you down. But you need to say, devil, I'm not being kept down. I am rising up. I'm going to be powerful for God. I'm going to be so filled with the spirit of God, you won't recognize me. You know it didn't matter what the demonic horde threw at Peter and, and at John and the apostles of the early church it didn't matter they were already so caught up in the Holy Spirit they were so filled with the spirit they were so filled with the fire of Almighty God that 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 they were so on fire there's no way you could put their fire out persecution couldn't put it out and uh, you know I just want to finish with this Stephen you know about Stephen he was a he, he wasn't an apostle, but he was mighty. And uh, it, it got so busy at that time that all the apostles, the, the, the apostles were flat out, you know, you know, they were trying to look after the, the widows and they were doing everything. And then they realized we can't keep on like this. We need to have um, righteous people who can do this work for us so we can spend more time in the word and in prayer. And so Stephen was chosen as one of those. And uh, he, was, he was a man of, said, full of faith and full of, the, full of power. And he, and he did many signs and wonders as well. He did miracles. You know, really, you could say he was the Ministry of Helps. There's no difference. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> ministry of Helps. So it doesn't matter what your ministry is. You're it. You're it. You're it for this time. And you know, there's it's not just reserved for pastors and prophets and those ones to, to work miracles. It's for the body. It's for the whole body to do work miracles and signs and wonders and heal the sick. So anyway, so he was arrested for blasphemy. Somebody, they sent someone to go and lie, to, to tell the Pharisees and the, all of those ones um, And he lied. He spoke blasphemous blasphemous words against Moses and and God. So he was arrested. And in his trial, Stephen stood up to preach the truth. And he went from Abraham right through to Moses, right through to Jesus Christ. You should have a read of it. It's in the book of Acts, the book of the Acts of the Apostles. (laughs) Okay? Anyway... So it says as he spoke, they looked at his face, and they started going, wow, look at him. He's got the face of an angel. It was the glory of God was shining from him. And then he finished it by saying this, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised and hardened heirs, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Well, that was the end of it. There was a, <laughs> they were amazing. Next minute, that's it. And so, they they you know that's that's a warning for us. Don't let us ever resist the Holy Spirit. So they grabbed him, they took him outside the city, and they were where they were stoned, were stoning him, stoning him, horrible back those days, wasn't it? Stoning him, and it says they laid his clothes, and they took off the outer garment, and laid it at the feet of a young man, whose name was Saul who later became Paul, the great apostle. And, you know, they were throwing stones and, and Stephen, he, he knelt down on his knees and he looked up to heaven and he, and he said, Father, don't hold the sin against them. i would be saying, Father, f- <laughs> bring fire down on them, <laughs> punish them. <laughs> but he says, Father... Don't hold the sin against them. And I, that, for me, to, that would have touched Saul, I reckon. It freed him anyway. He was, that sin was forgiven because it said he was consenting to the stoning of, of Stephen. And so it says, too, that he, he fell asleep. I like that. didn't say he died because he was crushed by stones, he said he just felt he looked up and he saw Jesus standing by the father and it says he just fell asleep it's pretty cool isn't it throwing rocks at you and you're just having a good time looking at heaven and <laughs> praying and then you just go to sleep and you go to heaven that's the way anyway got to finish okay so this is time to make sure our hearts are sensitive to God's wo- voice and the prompting of the holy spirit Um, I want us just to stand for a moment, but then I want, Peter's got a, a really good testimony I want you to hear, which is really part of what's happening in the house, you know, what God is doing, miracles, he's doing miracles. But I just want you to pray this prayer after me, if you want to, it's for you and for me. So, Father God, Forgive me for being insensitive to your spirit, for not always being a doer of your word, but a hearer only. Jesus, thank you for being my Lord and Saviour and for cleansing me of all unrighteousness. Today I make a stand for you, to be obedient to your word and your voice. I choose to be a vessel of honour, not dishonour, to live as a righteous child of God. Father God, fill me afresh with your spirit, use me in these days of your glory. To lay hands on the sick, to cast out devils, to work miracles, to do the greater works of Jesus Christ. Fill my heart with a fresh fire and a new hunger for more of you in my soul and a sincere love for all people in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Pete, I just want you to just come up and just share that testimony. That might not be on, is it? Oh, alright, here we go. Pete, he's just going to put it on.
1: scan on my neck and he said that my carotid artery was swollen and he wanted me to go downstairs and have a, a full on CT scan. So I did this and then they said well in four months time, up to four months time we'll get to go and do another CT scan. So that happened and during that time Lisa and I have been standing on the word Galatians three thirteen. Uh, and also on a prophecy that we had shared to us, which was that um, the time that the worms had taken away from us would be given back and we were going to have a long life together. So as you know, we've only been married 10 years. That's not a long time. So anyway, I went and had my second CT scan uh, and all the time the nurses and that were going, "Oh, we're just going to see how much bigger the lump in your right lung has got. And I just kept, Saying I don't I don't accept that, it's gone. So I had I had come up here and, and stood in agreement with Brownie and in, in regards to the lump in my right lung it will be gone. So anyway, I received a letter from the doctors and I've highlighted the most important part. And it says the the repeat CT scan has confirmed that this nodule has disappeared and no further imaging for this required.
0: Awesome. So, if you need prayer for healing, let's just start the miracles today. Amen. And we'll, and, uh, we'll pray for you, and Peter. You can pray if, if please, and well, of course you all do. So, if you need prayer for anything, let's just start believing God for miracles right now. So, if you need a prayer? Please come up. Doesn't matter what it is. doesn't have to be a physical healing. It can be a miracle in some other area that you need. But I just invite you to come up. And uh, watch God move. That's what we need. We need faith in God and faith that he will move and he will honor his word. He says, you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You cast out demons, they will go. You know, whatever we need to do, God will honor it. So if you need prayer, don't hold back. Don't hold back, just come forward. Thank you, Jesus.